0: Hello, welcome to the Fergie Time Podcast, where it's always United, all the time. Today on episode one, we'll be talking about whether United has met expectations so far under their new manager in this new season. Also, we'll talk about what's the deal with Henrik Mkhitaryan, and does he have a future at Manchester United? What positions does United need to fill in the transfer market? And we'll preview Saturday's match as Arsene Wenger brings his Arsenal squad to Old Trafford to face a familiar foe in a new place.
1: Hello and welcome to the 1st Fergie 30-time podcast. My name is Joey Tabor. I'll be bringing you along today. I'm joined by two regulars that will be on the show, Pasha and Nate. They're both United fans from the States, myself as well. Um, And we're going to get straight into it. Um, so after a summer of big spending, big names coming in, the likes of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Henrikh Mkhitaryan, um, Eric Bailly, and Paul Pogba, Manchester United have failed to live up to probably most fans' expectations. I know mine. Um, and, and I wanted to get your two uh, opinion on this. Why do you think that they have you know, struggled so far? You know, we saw them start the season off with three wins in a row. Uh, and then it kind of went south after the City game. Um, So, Pasha, I just want to ask you first, why do you think that they're not living up to expectations? Do you think it's the manager? Do you think it's the team selection? Is it um, possibly, you know, that it takes time to build teams and squads aren't built overnight? Um, What what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I pretty much think it's just because Jose got into a point now he's realizing which players are going to fight for him and which ones aren't. So it's right now his, his it's a phase of him pretty much if you guys look at his past selections throughout the years, his, his you know, consistent form has always been on the same team selection over the years. Um, but now as you can see there's a lot of been a lot of tweaks, a lot of players coming in, some players leaving out, some players question marks around him. I think it's right now he's gotten to a point that he's starting to realize which players are starting to play in form and which ones aren't. I think that's why um, there's been a lot of issues is because he honestly doesn't know what his best 11 is. Um, He honestly, even though he's bought these specialists as he calls them, um, there's question marks over, like, Mkhitaryan, why he's not playing. So there's faults at both levels. There's a cultural problem at United that some of these players get paid too much and they're not giving it all, as Jose has pinpointed, that if you're not going to play for me, you have to play for Manchester United regardless. And there's also this notion that, you know, with these players he's brought in, some of them are winners, but then we have this mentality right now at the club with the transitions of the past two managers. To get these guys to play for Jose with a winning mentality is tough. So there's issues at both hands. Um, Jose has not been himself. A lot of the team selections have been very, very strange. A lot of the substitution he's done early on has been strange. So it's a mixture of both, um, I believe, Right now, Jose testing out the players that Luis Angulo have left them and the players he's brought in, and end of the summer there's going to be squad overhaul, and then next season that's going to be Jose's team, and that's when you'll exactly know what's going to happen. Right now it's a transition period again. Um, people argue, what about Pep and all this? Well, you know, it's, there's different managers, different philosophies, different way of approaching the game. I think Jose, the problem right now, Jose. Unfortunately, he's doing to himself, which I I don't know if you guys will agree, um, but Nate will probably touch upon this. I think a lot of the mistakes Jose has done early on is he's putting too much unnecessary pressure on himself and unnecessary tactical changes, um, which which is very unlike Jose. So this is just a mixture of both, but I think right now, personally, in my eyes, I just think that right now he's just testing out players. Um, to see who he fully deserves to be playing for him. And then the end of the summer, it will be obvious who's going to be within the club and who he won't.
1: Yeah, you can't really come out and say things like, you know, it's a little horse after you spend such, you know, vast amounts in the summer. So I agree with the pressure um, being put on himself early. And and it does take time to build teams. You know, they're not – Rome wasn't built in a day. But he touched on one player, and and, and I kind of want to talk about this because I still don't get it. Um, it's, it's Henrik Mkhitaryan. You know, I personally think right now, and over so far this season, Kevin De Bruyne is like one of the best players in the league, maybe, you know, in all of Europe and all of the world. And I sit there and think to myself that we have our own Kevin De Bruyne, maybe even a little bit better or a little bit worse. You know, it could go either way on, on certain days. With Mkhitaryan, you know, this dude's coming from the Bundesliga, similar to how De Bruyne came. You know, I know he was in the Premier League first, but he came from the Bundesliga uh, leading a sister, uh, and it just—he's not getting any game time. Uh, and the game he did play was in the, in the Europa League for 20, 20, minutes, I think it was. Nate, why is it Mkhitaryan playing? Is it—is it as is it, is strange uh, to you as it is to me? Do you think the rumor that he just Jose just didn't want him to go to another team is true? Talk to me about this, because it's got me like seriously
0: confused. Because
1: coming in the summer, he's probably. Up there, he's as exciting as a signing, as a Pogba, as a, as a Ibrahimovic.
0: I totally agree with that. I was He was the one I still think that could be probably our best signing out of this class. I think if you look at Pogba, he's done fantastic. Bayi is one that I think surprised everyone with how young he is and quick he's slotted in. Zlatan's doing what he does, which is score goals. He's not going to really go above and beyond in, in a bunch of areas. So it leaves the huge question mark around Mkhitaryan, who... I hope will get a, not just a full chance, but uh, will come good. And, you know, he, has, he did start off slow even when he ended up at Dortmund. It was a slow start for him. So people talking about his heart's not in it or he doesn't want to fight for the club, I, I mean, he, doesn't, he hasn't even had that chance. And I think he is our, our Kevin De Bruyne, who I hoped we had signed when he was available. But I think we've, we've got a player who's uh, maybe more complete uh, in what he's done in Germany, same kind, same kind of thing at, that Kevin De Bruyne had done, but at least for us, it's a position we've really sorely been missing the last few seasons, which is a creative position. Uh, if even watching him in the preseason and even the few matches he's played in, his transition, uh, receiving the ball, pushing it forward, even if it's passing or even dribbling, the man is just smooth. And so, I, I don't understand any of the reasons. If Jose bought him so another team couldn't have him, that's kind of confusing. Um, He seems to me, and I know Pasha might be able to speak to that more, but he seems to me a very humble, kind of down-to-earth guy, loves playing football, feels very honored to be a part of any club, and now especially with Manchester United. So I think part of that is him maybe fitting in with what Mourinho wants, but at the same time, I think Mourinho's got to I think he has to let go of the United way. You know, people talk about that a lot. They don't play like United, etc. cetera. I think if Mourinho really wants to find success here, he's got to bring his style in. And people might not like that, but I think he has to do what he's going to do to make that happen. And part of that, I think, is giving people like Mkhitaryan a chance uh, to do what Mkhitaryan does and then from there, allow the players he's brought in, plus the ones he feels, like Pasha was saying, the players he feels should stay from, you know, from Moyes, from Ferguson even, and from Van Gaal, which one should stay. And he's just got to move forward. I think he's put too much pressure on himself. I think he's created some unnecessary stories like the Mkhitaryan story. That's, it doesn't seem like that should have been an issue. He's a fantastic footballer, probably our best creative uh, attacking footballer, and he hasn't played, so it's hard to really justify that statement except from what we've seen before. So I hope, I want Jose Mourinho just to relax, to make some decisions, pick the players he wants. But he bought him, he, you know, you remember, he signaled out four players, four of his main targets, signed all four. So if, if it was just for the fun of it, I, I can't picture that. So I hope Mkhitaryan comes, comes through this season. Uh, but I do see uh, him probably stepping up, you know, coming in this season, and then really seeing the real Mkhitaryan next season.
1: Yeah, it's a strange one, but we will have to just wait and see how that one pans out. Uh, I want to touch on some wild rumors. Um, You know, January transfer window is a month and a half away. Um, United are probably going to do business, probably going to look at a right-back, probably maybe some center-back depth. Um, Pasha, is there any players that we should be targeting in January? Um, there's the likes of Jimenez from, from Atletico Madrid that have been rumored. There's also another right back from Portugal. I can't remember his name. Um, any targets that you have heard about or that we should be looking at?
2: The player that we need to be right now looking at is none of those positions for me. I think the player that we need to be looking at is someone that could replace Michael Carrick at this point. Uh, I can't believe that United still has not found a player to fill his position and, you know Time is running out for Michael Carrick. Even Josie was pointing out that, um, you know, that he can't play, you know, all these matches because it's due to his age. So that would be predominantly a player in this shoes Now, who could play? Who could we bring in from top of my head? I mean, there's been rumors about William Carvalho, which I've seen somewhat, but I feel like, you know, I haven't seen too much of him to say that he's someone that we need. But coming back to the whole center, we do obviously need another center, back. Like we do this whole issue of fullbacks. I think right now he's even looking at left-back because maybe there's going to be question marks over Luke Shaw's attitude. Because I remember back in 2014, even though Luke Shaw was you know, a Chelsea fan all his life, he predominantly picked United over Chelsea because for some reason he did like Jose, and we still see that now. The Jose has criticized him a couple of times. His own brother, Luke Shaw's brother, came on Twitter criticize Jose, and there's always been controversy that he's leaking stuff to the press, Luke. So he might not be over this summer, so somebody from top of my head, I mean, I know for a fact that United are looking after um, Serge Aurier. Uh, if I'm not pronouncing his last name right, from PSG, that's somebody that Jose thinks that could pr- potentially be a right-back replacement, which there's that's also strange knowing that um, he has a lot of attitude problems, the player, and um, Jose has a big ego, so that could be a clash.
1: Not to it's mention ma- his co- his comments on Zlatan uh, as yeah, the manager.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm um, not too sure, to be honest. That's the only thing I do know. But, um, again, it's, there's, there's always going to be a lot of transfer rumors. But I still think that if, if any player Jose wants to get rid of during transfer window, he already has somebody lined up. So I just don't see a lot of like people leaving or buying in. Um, but right now, I think the biggest, biggest issue we right now have is that we need to buy somebody could potentially feel in Michael Carrick's shoes to some certain extent because at this point there's not a lot of players like his caliber and um, that's something I think hopefully Josie's looking at and I know he is but um, it's very hard honestly to say these are all rumors and stuff but I do but I know for a fact he's looking at Serge but it's just ironic because he is he's a great player but you know he he it's just attitude and I don't think it's going to go down well with Jose. But, um, yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's just my own personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, trust me, Michael Carrick replacement is the number one um, priority this summer. It has to be. You can't go on. You know, they, they, they still, in a way, haven't replaced Paul Scholes. Uh, and how, how many years is this now? Three, four. Technically, five, six. If you want to go back to the first time he retired. Um, and I agree that I don't think a lot of players will leave in January. I think that um, in the summertime we're going to see uh, not a mass exodus, but players like you know Rojo, Phil Jones possibly, Marijuana Fellaini could move on, um, and, and you never know if Zlatan will be back for another season. Um, looking ahead to the summer, I just want to touch on some silly rumors. Uh, Mesut Ozil was linked with us this week. Uh, not even going to really talk about that because I don't think <laughs> it's going to happen. If it was a money-based issue, then probably you know the, the future of Arsene Wenger you know, Alexis Sanchez, whatever. I don't really want to talk about it too much. Uh, There is a player that could be rumored wanting more money uh, and and is stalling on a contract with Terry Kane. Uh, Many have talked about him being a potential Wayne Rooney replacement, you know, could slide in perfectly, take the number 10 shirt. Uh, Nate, is that something you could see happening in the summer? You know, I think he has 18 months left on his contract, um, stalling over a new deal possibly. If it's about money, we all all know that United are going to pay the biggest wages. Um... He's English. He's yeah. very talented. You know, top scorer last year, twenty goals the year before. Is he someone that is earmarked for the shirt?
0: I think he could be. I don't. In my opinion, I don't know that Mourinho uh, would buy him. He doesn't really fit the the Drogba, uh, even Diego Costa type mold. Um, and so, I think if if Mourinho is being classic Mourinho, I don't know that Harry Kane might be the one he wants. But having said that, I still think, I mean, obviously, this summer will be a big deal for Harry Kane. If he doesn't renew, um, then he's coming down on the last year of his contract, you know, and that's at some point it's just going to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to see it out and and uh, I'm going to get a free transfer somewhere or whatever it looks like. I wouldn't, I would not mind him coming over uh, to United at all, but it's it it'd be more of a uh, again, which Jose is are we getting? Is he? trying to feed into what United says he should be as far as style, et cetera, or is he going to just kind of shrug that off and be the Mourinho that we've always known? And so I think that, that's the huge question mark waiting. Once he figures that out, then the players who follow in and uh, should be a lot more clear, at least style-wise. Carrick is definitely a huge replacement. Um, Tony Cruz is as close as you're going to get to him right now. Maybe Julian Weigel from Borussia uh, Dortmund might be another one but replacing Carrick is huge getting a defender in and then looking at Rooney Ibrahimovic even if he stays another season uh he's not going to stay much past that so there are some positions we got to do Harry Kane would be fantastic he's a great footballer has a great record um and I it seems like in my opinion he's kind of been earmarked to move to United uh for two or three seasons now even though it hasn't happened so um He'd be a fantastic pickup. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know which Jose Mourinho we're looking at.
1: I know I don't want to talk about big-name signing in this, but could you imagine getting a character placement, a defender, Antoine Griezmann, and Harry Kane? I think I would probably explode. But yeah, I'm with you. The likelihood of all that happening. I mean, I could see Griezmann. I think Griezmann will be signed in the summer. I think, um, you know, the way he talks about United, the way he you know talked about Pogba, I'm wanting to play with him, the number seven shirt, the long sleeve, the Beckham thing. You know, I think that is, um, definitely it's something. Yeah. I think that's something that'll help or definitely happen. Um, so moving on Arsenal Saturday, the international break is over. Um, um looks like Bellarin will be out for Arsenal, which is a, probably a big miss because he is a talented player, very quick, you know, good defender. I was really hoping Alexis Sanchez wasn't going to play. Um, and we're going to get into a little bit of a preview here. That Alexis Sanchez thing has me worried because I think back to the last season at the Emirates, he had Darmian on skates the whole game. I mean, he just tortured him the whole game. And Darmian really wasn't the same the rest of the season. He had started so brightly. Uh, and then Alexis Sanchez destroyed him. You know, there's a possibility that Ashley Young's going to be at right back and Darmian at left back. Pastor, does that have you worried with the pace Arsenal have out wide, you know, with Theo Walcott, you know, with, with Alexis Sanchez, you know, with it will be, and, and Mezzo Ozil pulling the strings. Are you a little bit worried about our defense uh, this Saturday?
2: Yeah, I mean, of course. But at the same time, we beat them with a back three. I think it was, like, Tyler Black Kid Patty Banker and somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to, be fair, know. <laughs> to be fair, to be
1: fair, this is completely different now, you know, yeah. in my opinion. I think – I remember that game. It was at the Emirates. We played completely park the bus. I mean, and they should have scored, like, you know – Four or five. No, the thing
2: is, when you're talking about open, I mean, it's, it's very naive on Wenger to play open game at Old Trafford again. So I think that's one of the big criticism everybody everybody sometimes has been giving him is that he plays the same thing home and away. And um, I actually do want him to play in that way because that's the way that we're going to beat them. I believe. Um, of course, you know, they have pace and everything at the same time, but again, it's at home. Uh, mentally, these players don't have a good record against Old uh, United at Old Trafford. So, nonetheless, I mean, yes, it's worrying some that right now we have fullback issues and who is going to play, but I still think that, um, I still believe that, for example, that Blint potentially could play, like, left back, you know, so there's question marks, and as you said about Sanchez and the whole Darmian thing, but then again, that also comes down to, you know, Louis Vangel at the time didn't give Darmian much of a confidence boost at all, so... um, It's it's interesting to say of what exactly is going to happen, but for me, honestly, the whole if Arsenal do want to play an open game, I think that's going to be their weak point. Um, But if they do want to like sit back and counter, I think that's going to be a little bit worrying. Some which they did that against City, and they successfully did that when they beat them. So it's there's a lot of question marks about the way we're going to approach the game or how they're going to approach the game. But I could personally say that, you know the lack of pace right now we have is a bigger issue because, you know, there's the players that you don't expect, you expect them to start are not playing under Jose. Somebody like Martial right now, um, there's question marks about him. Migatarian, you know, is Rashford going to play down the middle? If he's going to be used out wide, you know? And um, if Rooney's going to play out top, because going to be out. So right now I think the worrying some is that, yes, you know, Arsenal, you could predict their lineup nine out of ten times. But right now, my warning sign is that if we're going to beat Arsenal, is Jose going to still, you know, put the gamble of putting Rooney up top when Rasher has already proven that he scored two beautiful goals against Arsenal last season? So I just believe that right now the way we need to approach the game is more about Jose getting his lineup right, correct, first, as opposed to hoping that, you know, uh, Arsenal Wenger plays that open a beautiful ball that Arsenal has been playing down the years. It's just it's just one of those matches that I'm not too worried about the fullbacks, honestly. I'm just more worried about if Jose is going to get the team selection right before the even match starts.
1: Yeah, I mean, we saw against Swansea, it was kind of like that 4 3 2 1 with Pogba, Carrick, Fellaini behind Mata Rooney, with obviously Zlatan ahead. And Zlatan will be out for this game, picked up a yellow card against Swansea. Um, Nate, what kind of uh, lineup do you think he is going to go with? And, and I want to touch on something real quick. Um, Pasha was talking about, you know, the style that that Wenger will come and play. You know, his tactics. And I almost think that he is going to come here and try and play his style of game because, you know, they're seventeen unbeaten. You know, they're they're at the top of the table pretty much. You know, and here comes you know Man United with Jose Mourinho. You know, he's already had the history with Mourinho. He's had the history with United. His team's playing well, you know. Maybe United are vulnerable, haven't been playing that well, and he's going to want to stick up a big middle finger to the press and everyone who says that you know he can't beat Jose Mourinho. He's a specialist in failure. You know, same old, same old Arsenal. So I'm hoping that Jose takes that and lets it play into his hands, and I think it will. Because you know, Jose, you know, for one thing, he's just a master at the mind games, and he's a master at, at finding a weakness and exploiting it. Uh, and I think. Arsenal Wenger's arrogance, Arsenal's arrogance, will be their downfall on Saturday. That being said, I could be completely wrong. on This thing could be, you know, I could look like a complete idiot if you're listening to this on a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> and we've just and we've just lost like five nil, or four 0 you know.
0: Yeah. Well, Monday. no, it's not there. I mean, if you look at the match itself with Arsenal, I mean, they're six points ahead of us. They've scored ten more goals than we have, um, and they've had a decent run. I mean, they've. At their last five matches, three wins, two draws. Our last five matches, we've got uh, three draws, a loss, and a win. So it's not – I mean, if you're looking at form and and play this year, obviously Arsenal have been better. But uh, coming to Old Trafford, it's just something about it. The last time they won was at the Welbeck match uh, in the – what was that? In the League Cup or in the FA Cup maybe where he scored that winner. Um, And that's that's really been about it for them at Old Trafford as far as like kind of clear-cut success. And I do think that Mourinho is slowly finding his feet. Um, and so I'm hoping to see a better lineup choice, like you guys said, being able to see that and players played that uh, definitely want to get out and play and do that. I, I don't see United getting ran over per se. Uh, not like when we went to London a couple seasons ago and just got worked in the first like 15 minutes down 3-0 and kind of never recovered after that for, for a few matches. That was really frustrating. So I see it playing out a lot differently um, on Saturday morning, and I'm hoping that it, for the most part that at least United goes out and plays a style of football that the manager wants them to play and that the players are there um, to do what they what they came to do. And seriously, that's just to play hard, to, to buy into Mourinho's system, and, you know, if... Mkhitaryan should play. Is he going to play? Who knows? I mean, he should have been playing long before, a couple of matches at least, before the ones he's played and missed and all these things. So I think at this point, Mourinho has to quiet down so much talk on these weird subjects like Mkhitaryan, I mean, Rooney and his stuff, Zlatan not scoring. Now he's not playing because of the yellow card. Pogba should be scoring 10 goals a game. You know, there's all these, like, side stories that are happening, and I want Mourinho, like you said, to step out, to play the mind games and just to own Wenger, whether it's a win or not, more of a building towards what Mourinho wants from the club. So, uh, of course, I want to win. Of course, I want three points. I'd love to see Rashford play up, up front. I, I think it's the right way to go. Um, and But from there, I think he's just got to pick the players who are going to do what he's going to do. And in the end, I do think United are going to have the best chance of getting a win if they go out and play the right way. Uh, let Wenger do what he's going to do, um, which I agree. I think he's going to try and be um, prove he can beat Mourinho, prove he is better at the mind games, etc. cetera. Um, but everyone knows he's never been good at that shit anyway. So all that's left for him to do now is to come to Old Trafford for us to win and start putting together a good streak of some kind of wins so we can kind of get back into this season and, and really get behind Mourinho.
1: Would you take a draw right now if I offered it?
0: Uh, I, I would happily take a draw. I think at this point, watching what Mourinho does is is fine. I still don't see a clear style of play that he's trying to implement. Uh, he's kind of sticking with the four-two-three-one style instead of maybe a four-three-three. Um, and just like Crush said, you know, if if you play the four-three-three the right way, you'll always get rewarded. Uh, for playing that formation, and so I think that's I think that's my biggest thing right now is Mourinho. Where is he at? What's he going to do? But with Arsenal coming and all the history they have, I mean, I definitely take a draw, but I do think there'll be a win.
1: Speaking of course, R.I.P. to one of the greatest. Probably it's a damn shame he's never you know never got to win that World Cup, making it to two finals in the '70s. But that being said, Pasha, uh, what's your score prediction? Uh. Three one, United. Nate, you have a score prediction.
0: Uh, I was gonna say three one two um, to United, but I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, uh, two to one.
1: I'm actually gonna go with the draw because I think that's what's gonna happen. I, I you know like I I usually never pick United to <laughs> lose or draw, but you know this season there's a lot of roller coasters. You know I look at our games against the top teams, against City, against Chelsea. You know. Um, and, and it hasn't quite lived up to my hopes I thought we would be really good in the big games and be able to to you know dominate the lower games I really thought it was just going to be us and city at the top but you know that's the Premier League it's full of parity. it's exciting it's why it's the best league in the world um, and and that's you know why we watch this game uh, any closing thoughts closing arguments you two want to talk about anything promote anything
2: um I would not accept the draw one bit against Arsenal, um, especially knowing how much points we've been dropped against teams that we should have beaten at home and, you know, the way we've been performing away from home. So this is one of those matches that we need to win at home uh, in order to close the gap, even though it's early on the season. Howard, December is coming up, and there's going to be tons of games happening um, and even Boxing Day. So I just hope that the biggest issue right now I have with this team isn't more about, you know about the players it's more about Jose's team selection before the game starts and then what's happening within the club I don't know if it's sometimes you know you know Jose going self-destruct Chelsea mode sometimes onto the players or he's criticizing way over the top or it's because of the other players are leaking or some players just for some reason don't like Jose one bit and they just like to leak stuff for whatever reason so I just hope that from now on we'll just see more of a positive attitude um, and he for some reason he starts playing Mkhitaryan which honestly we all could agree that he's right now the best number 10 or the best white player we predominantly have and um, I just hope we see the United of old in a way in the sense that um, you know there shouldn't be a lot of negativity um, we should have done that with Lee Angle in the past and um, hopefully just onwards and... Um, hopefully better things to come.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. Um, thank you for joining us for this podcast, our initial one. Um, we will see you sometime next week with episode two. Hopefully we're all talking about how great the Arsenal match was, uh, and we're all excited about that. So, again, thank you. If you're new, um, follow us on Twitter. It's at FergieTimePod. Um, if you're interested in being a guest in the near future, that is know it's something we're going to look into Um, and thank you for clicking on this pod and and subscribing hopefully
0: Thanks for listening today to our inaugural Fergie Time podcast If you're on Twitter, give us a follow at at FergieTimePod and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud for some of the best talk around on 20 times champions and 3 time European champions Manchester United Take care everyone